0: And the bond of his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak correctly. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. My dear faithful, this 11th Sunday, we see this miracle of our Lord Jesus Christ healing the, the man who could not hear and who could not speak, or could not speak properly, It reminds us of the importance of speaking correctly. So we see our Lord work this miracle, and we are amazed. We are in great wonder at the the power of God who can use his saliva, his spittle, and work a miracle with it. Of course, he is God. But once he he heals this man, he says the word epheta. he opens the man's ears, now he can hear. And from maybe he had a speech problem, he was mute, he he was mumbling, maybe his tongue was not able to form the words, or he just made nonsense. Now he speaks correctly. It is a reminder to us, as I say, of the good use of, Of our tongues this this incredible power we have as human beings to have communication but like anything we have anything of our body or our soul we can use it incorrectly so let's look a little bit today on the danger the problem that we we many of us actually everyone has That we do not always speak correctly. How many sins are committed by our tongues? How great are the number of souls who are lost on account of sins of the tongue? Something we need to consider. St. John Chrysostom says, There is no member of the body in which the devil can deceive us so frequently as by an uncontrolled tongue and an unguarded mouth. The devil, the devil uses that, that weakness he uses that to bring so many souls into sin. This includes not only, uh, let's say, our speech, but also, especially nowadays, people with their thumbs uh, writing messages or online stuff or text messages or whatever these things are, how many souls are lost or destroyed by this bad use of communication bad use of our speech if our conscience should reproach us that we frequently can sin by our tongue let us think today how we can more carefully avoid these sins and be like the this this man in the gospel by the grace of God he begins to speak correctly let's look at this today and see what we can learn firstly we know The very first sin of our parents was from bad communication, from believing a lie. The devil tempts Eve to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He tells her this great lie. You will become as gods. Uh, God told you not to eat from this tree because he doesn't want you to become as gods. He tells her this whole story, this fake news, this evil thing. And she believes it. She believes it and she eats of this fruit. What consequences come from this great lie, this great misuse of communication? she, She and Adam, both, they lose their earthly paradise. They lose the grace, the friendship of God. They lose their right to heaven. They become subject to all sorts of tribulations, sorrows, afflictions, and even death, all because of this belief in a lie, this, this terrible use of communication, one sin of the tongue brought about all of the effects of original sin. Not only the, the devil, but how many times throughout our history you have heretics or schismatics who, who lie and lie and lie, they misuse their tongue, they, they go against the teachings of our faith. How many millions of souls are brought into error by bad speech, by lying words, by erroneous statements? The tongue is truly a powerful thing, but it can be misused so easily. How many times have Catholics undergone persecution? either as a group or as individuals, because of the lies about the holy Catholic faith or about that person. You can read throughout your history. So many of these persecutions were started with a lie. Oh, the Catholics are responsible for this. Oh, the Catholics are against this. And then the government comes down and crushes them because of a lie. This is So many of these things are based upon bad use of the tongue. And not only throughout history, but you could say throughout your own human experience, through your own lives. How many times do you know within your families or friends or workplace or even in the chapel a single word or a single sentence of uh, something you said wrongly or somebody else said wrongly causes estrangements, bitter feelings, e- enemies, even people who are starting lawsuits, riots, all sorts of things are started even that you know within your own lives because someone said something foolish, untrue, provocative, unnecessary, calumny, uh, causing calumny, something lying about another's person's reputation. How many scandalous words people believe wrongly? How many times do these things cause Incredible evils. It is said that the the wicked souls of this world, and that includes all of us, we can cause more damage, more mischief, more evil with our tongues than with anything else on at our in our possessions. It's something to consider. All this bad communication, or unnecessary or damaging communication, it is something we forget that. Our, our tongues, our words, they should they should reflect what we are thinking, what, what our hearts are feeling in a sense. They should come from an interior. When we need to speak the truth, it should be what we, we actually think. It should not be a lie. As we read in the Proverbs, lying lips are an abomination to God. It's something to consider. People, we we when we misuse our tongue, we speak uh, calumny, we detract, we say evil about other people. It is an abomination to God, and we cannot have real prayer. Think about this as well. If we use our tongue wrongly all the time or very often, we we say unnecessary things. We we bring down another's reputation. We say something that's lying. We, unnecessary, we we flatter someone just to make them uh, like us. We do all these things wrongly with our tongue, and then we kneel down and we say a prayer to God. God says, this prayer is nothing. This is the same prayer that you, the same tongue you lie with, and now you try to praise me with it, or now you want to ask me for some good thing? Do I believe you or do I not? I mean, uh, God's saying you cannot have both. You cannot have the misuse of the tongue and good prayer they do not go together they're contradictory so let's consider that very important lesson there we must fix our speech we must use correctly our communication uh, and our words or our writing otherwise our prayers have no value God says well if you're going to lie to your fellow human being then why would I listen to you? What about our speech, our communication with those around us? While the saints have always been very clear on this, we must be filled with meekness, humility, and patience. That others around us, as we ourselves, make mistakes. They do foolish things. They, they, They do something wrong. And they might need to be corrected according to your relation with them yes maybe there's a correction that is necessary of course but it should not be done with uh, irrational anger or unnecessary harshness you read that in the book of proverbs a mild answer breaks wrath but a harsh word stirs up fury in other words whenever possible which is very often Someone is using angry words or vicious things. A mild reproach, a gentle correction is the best answer. Be meek in your remarks. That sometimes we have to use our tongue, our speech, for correcting others, yes. But it must be done with humility, meekness. By that meek conduct, not only do you bring about the correction, but also you win their hearts to no longer do it again in the future. It is something to consider. What about the use of our tongue in general? Well, of course, we can always say we should speak about what is more important than about what is less important. In other words, there should be a priority to our speech that objectively our speaking to God is the most important thing, what we call prayer. Prayer is nothing else than conversation with God. It should be the thing we have the best speech towards. It should have the highest priority. It is something to consider that someone says, no prayer, speaking with God, that's a great burden. I don't want to do it. I want to neglect it. I want to avoid it. I don't even want to go to church and speak to God. Prayer is, is for those pious old people those who do not want to pray or who ridicule prayer, their speech is, is very much misused. They have lost the idea of the objective priority of things. But not only our speech should be more to things of God, but also be, our speech should be less frequent. This is something interesting that we are taught throughout our history, through the saints, through the great religious men and women, even the, the lay persons who want to save their souls, they are seeking silence. They are seeking quiet. They wish to use their speech less. They do not want to always be talking to someone else, always on the phone talking, you know regular talking or just messaging other people all the time. They want to speak of their, their life, their enjoyments, their pleasures, their properties, their things. You never see that in a soul that is seeking sanctification. They do not want those things. They, try, they do the necessary social interactions that are good and normal, but they try to avoid anything unnecessary. They try to find some silence. They find greater pleasure in prayer. When you meet a person who talks all the time and won't stop talking can't stop talking all the time you think this person has no spiritual life this person has no real piety oh but father let me tell you all about my spiritual life let me tell you everything in the whole world about myself and you say wait wait a minute you cannot have real communication with god if you're spending all your time and effort and and attention on telling everyone else about yourself there's something wrong there there's some Red warning light that goes off and says, This person's not serious. All they want to do is talk. They empty themselves out of all the good things by having their mouth open all the time and everything's always coming out, and no time for the silence in which God can actually speak to them. Their mouth is open, but their ears are closed. Let us remember that God put our tongue, unlike our ears, He put our tongue behind several walls, several borders, put our tongue behind our teeth and even behind our lips. He says, I want two levels of security there on a double protection that, we, that they recognize the duty of carefully watching and guarding over their tongue, watching over their speech. I want to put several layers of protection so they realize that speech should be something valuable. Should be something good. To guard ourselves against the sins of the tongue, to at times in the day we should have times of silence. Not not just retreats, but also during the day there should be times of silence. Should be times of thirty minutes where there's no noise, no one is speaking. Maybe you're reading a book. Maybe you're doing something. Maybe the children are learning to be quiet. This is something that is a very good formation for children as well. Let us look at the lives of the saints. Let us remember the warnings of sacred scripture, of the Holy Gospels, of the Epistles, of the Old Testament, even St. James. Let every man be swift to hear, but slow to speak. He who talks much commits many and maybe even grave faults. Much talking hinders any progress in the way of virtue virtue piety sanctity these only grow in silence something that we don't like to hear because we like to talk we're social creatures god made us as social creatures and therefore a social life communication these things are fine used correctly using with prudence and being sparing never forgetting the words our Lord Jesus Christ has told us. I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall render an account for it on the day of judgment. So, my dear faithful, let us try to imitate more. The man who was healed in the gospel today, by the grace of God, spoke correctly. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.